from Star Studios in Denison, Texas, this is Coffee with a Sign Painter, a weekly podcast hosted by sign painter Sean Starr that consists of interviews with other sign painters and some of the customers and characters Sean comes across while running his studio. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Coffee with a Sign Painter. Today I get to talk with an old friend of mine, uh, somebody that I really have a lot of affection for. Um, This is Bob Dewhurst, San Francisco sign painter extraordinaire. Uh, Bob, just to give you a little background, Bob has been painting signs in San Francisco since the late 70s. Uh, He's kind of a a fixture there and um, in this episode we talk about everything from uh, living in cars, living in trailers, hippies and uh, you name it, music, all sorts of good stuff. So um, let's go ahead and, and we're going to jump right in talking to Bob. Uh, where we come into with the interview is uh, discussion that uh, seems to come up frequently when I talk to anyone regarding San Francisco, and that is the astronomical cost of living. Um, And uh, so that's kind of peppered throughout the conversation is uh, some of those issues as well as some of Bob's issues um, regarding uh, some of the regulatory things of doing business in California and in the city there. Uh, But uh, Let's just jump in because it's uh, it's a really good, fun conversation. Um, for those of you that know Bob, you'll get a kick out of it because he's very Bob in this uh, interview. So, um, without much further ado, here we go. Let's uh, let's meet Bob Dewhurst. Yeah, I, I, I followed some of the different like news things on cost of living and all that, and it just sounds like it's getting crazier and crazier out there. It's getting crazier, and, and, you know, I was in for a surprise yesterday. Now they have a, a new kind of parking meter where a quarter gets you three minutes. <laughs> oh, my God, three yeah. minutes. Yeah, I, I, I remember multiple times, um, you know, at first we just had our motorcycle, and so that was easy because then that was $0.10 cents an hour, I think, at the time for uh, a meter. Sure. But uh, once we got our crappy van... Uh, you know, you'd drop 20 bucks easy if you had a job down on Market Street or something to do. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, man, we're digging it out here. We're just, you know, we're, we're kind of in a small town now and just trying to live at a halfway sane pace. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kaylee and I bought a Airstream last year, oh, so we oh. moved into that. and You did? Yeah, it's living <laughs> like hippies, man. That's right. How big of an airstream? Twenty-five foot. Oh man. Yeah, we're digging it. We've we've been in there for ah, uh, let's see, maybe eight nine months now. Yeah. Yeah, we like it. I I don't think we'll probably ever go back to. Isn't that else. something? It's something about uh, sign painters and trailers. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know what. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Do you still have your uh, compound down there in San Francisco? With yeah, man. Uh, Twenty-five years now. Yeah, that's awesome. Twenty. 20 yeah, twenty-five years. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's awesome. I've been watching a couple of the podcasts so far. Uh huh. But I can only watch them over here because my my thing it eats up bites. You know, I mean, it's so expensive. Uh, yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> okay. Well, good. Yeah. Very. Very cool. So, why don't you? Uh, why don't you tell me what you've been up to? I mean, it's been. Let's see. I think I left San Francisco. I. What was that? Was that like two thousand nine or ten? It was. Um, wasn't it after the Sign Painter movie came out? <laughs> no, because they came and shot us in Big Bear. Oh. So it was, you had called me and said, hey, dude, where are you at? Because they're here filming. Right. And I was like, we just moved like three weeks ago. What are you talking about? That, I didn't know you moved right away. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So it was back around nine or ten. Yeah, yeah, something like that. So what have you you been up to since then? What have you been? Um, Well, you know, I I got my contractor's license after 30-odd years. Wow, that's big. 35 years. Well, 
yeah, I mean, I didn't even know there was such a thing, and um, but um, it it started people. It just I, the world closed in on me as far as not having one, and yeah. um, so you know, I got it. it. Almost broke my brain. I hadn't taken a test in forty years, but um, <laughs> I passed it. A lot of people don't. You know, it's a bunch of crap that has nothing to do with my my normal way of doing science, but. Uh, so I got that, and I got bonded, and all, all this. So basically, I stepped up a level. You you went from hippie to mainstream. What's up? Oh, I'm trying to stay alive. You know? <laughs> no, I get it. Yeah, I had I had to do the same thing. Uh, we went through the whole deal with bonding and everything, and yeah, you know that that was a, a definite plus when we relocated out of California. Was you know most states don't require all of that, especially for something like sign painting. Sure, sure. I can understand if you're putting some, you know, fifteen hundred pound metal backlit sign and yeah. electrical to it. And, you know, sure, make those guys have have all their ducks in a row. But if you're just painting something, I don't get it. I well, it's money for them. But uh, yeah, there you go. Anyway, but what's cool, you know, a lot of these larger corporations who I don't really like working for, but jobs have been coming to me that way. Yeah. And, uh, that's their first requirement. You're your number man so I, you can't even do business with them so uh, we got onto some good work I've been working with old Mike Manzel he's uh, been painting for like 40 years uh -huh. nice nice hand stuff you know okay uh, but uh, we do wall work together for like 20 years okay. we, we know the ropes we always work together because we know how to work you know uh, so I had to hire him as an employee it's such a headache, Sean. I'm just oh my god! Like you wouldn't you wouldn't believe you got workman's <laughs> comp base fee, workman's comp percentage fee. I had to hire an accountant to do the payroll. It's like four times a year to three agencies. All this BS. <laughs> oh my goodness! And like, you're not an employee, you know. You always trying to tell me what to do, and yeah. uh, so. But anyway, we got some good jobs. We got to do a 13-story building uh, from Market Street with um, a, it was like a murmuration of flying birds. Okay. Like where uh, certain kinds of birds you've seen them, they go up like a spiral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was a good job. And then the same corporation, we, we've been getting some good stuff. We did a ghost sign uh, last summer, a double wall up on equipment. You know, we set up our own stuff and uh, now we're doing some more stuff. We're doing a, a cool thing for a shopping center, which is like, hopefully it's going to turn into a whole theme where we're, we're doing a couple that's like vintage postcards and stuff. Oh, on awesome. 20 feet tall, you know. Yeah, very cool. Loving it, yeah. Yeah, no, that's good stuff. Uh -huh. Well, it looks like getting the, uh, the paperwork stuff in order probably probably paid off you know yeah you know it's a changing world man i i wish i i don't know i wish sometimes like it was back to just shake my hand and give me some money and you know yeah, it's, those days are gone way gone yeah yeah mm -hmm. so i i was curious um you know you're you're in the the movie sign painters as well mm -hmm. uh, has that has that changed anything for you well, you know, it was so ironic. Uh, I, I'm in that by accident. I'm, <laughs> and and there's so many people like yourself. I mean, just beyond my talent level to an extent where I told them, I said I shouldn't even be in this book. They said, "Look, Bob," they said, "the the book and the movie. We're not trying to say who's the greatest sign painter. It's a it's a character sketch about people who are sign painters." So I said, oh, "Okay, cool. Well, you know." Uh, but uh, it was a tremendous shot in the arm for me because, you know, that was right right when you were moving out of San Francisco. It's just getting real hard, and uh, I was doubting my own profession, and I was at a low level. And uh, the they came to shoot the film the very day after the after 25 years of living next to the fire department. They finally showed up, and <laughs> it was really ugly. Oh yeah. <laughs> They were going to shut me down because of my storage system, and uh -huh. he, you know, uh, he made me disconnect my electric. Really? Yeah, which was, as it turned out, his mistake. It, okay. it wasn't illegal, but I, for six weeks, I was shoveling ice into a, you know, from the produce terminal. They dumped the broccoli out. I was shoveling ice into a cooler to keep my food. <laughs> 
living at night by a lantern, but I kind of liked it because I'd lived without electricity and water before. I said, well, I'm going to beat these guys out. But uh, uh-huh. that's when they came in and shot the film. And suddenly I was feeling like, wow, some pride in what I do. And uh, yeah, I got some attention, not so much from clients, but from other sign painters. Yeah. And I, I hooked up on Facebook with all these sign painter uh, people. So yeah, it's been a, it's been really uh, helped me a whole lot. Very know? cool. Yeah. And you and I have both been in a lot of the same uh, gallery shows mm-hmm. over the last couple of years. We yeah. even swapped a piece. I traded you my stinking hippie piece for the right. uh, uh, the blue sign you did. You still got it there? Yes, sir, I do. It's hanging up I, right over here. I got stinking hippie right. I'm going <laughs> to put it on my door one of these days. Awesome, but. awesome. Yeah, a little background on that, um, and I think I told you this at the time. Um, you know, I grew up in South Texas. Uh, and I was like a really weird kid because like in the 1980s, um, when everybody was listening to like, you know, Oh, Mickey and all this cheesy 80s pop music, all I was listening to was uh, Bob Dylan, uh, Neil Young, huge Neil Young fan. I, I got uh, Morrissey, right? Yeah, Morrissey came later. Oh, okay. but, you know, from the time I was probably 11 years old to maybe 14, 15 years old, all I was listening to is all this old hippie music. Um, it's it, funny. I was telling my brother this a while back. Um, he was horrified because I had kept this a secret. But uh, the first uh, record, which was a cassette, but the first record I ever owned, it was a Grateful Dead live cassette that I stole from Albertson's uh, supermarket. When oh, were... good. I used to work for Albertson's. <laughs> they deserve to get Stuck ripped. it to the man for you. Yes. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, it was, you know, all of my friends were horrified because, you know, they were all, you know, everything 1970s and 60s by the time the 80s rolled around was considered like, you know, sure. that stuff sucks. You know, disco sucks. Do you remember that big yeah, yeah. movement and everything? You know, the, the 70s were very... Uh, much looked down on but to me it made sense you know when i when i started coming across you know morrissey and the smiths and the clash and all this stuff to me it was it seemed seamless to go from neil young and dylan oh sure to those guys but nobody else got it ah it's a tough life you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah they always persecute the artist yes some way or another but the background on the stinking hippie thing um is that (laughs) i you know down in south texas back in the you know early 80s like anything that was even slightly not you know mainstream all the rednecks would just say oh that's a stinking hippie uh-huh. So I made that piece, and then that was so cool that we were able to swap because, you know, like you're, you're like my hippie doppelganger guy. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, they ran us out of town in uh, Nevada when we, we when we were hippies, whatever, you know, uh-huh. hitchhiking around. They, they just about, we, we ran for our lives, right? You got to go, son. <laughs> we were gone. <laughs> so how did you end up landing in San Francisco? Like, what'd you, what year did you go out there, and, and what did you go out there for? Okay, uh, I, I was working up in the farm country in Northern California, okay. and um, we were caretakers. You know, we we lived out in my horse trailer, me and my first wife, and we were raising a garden, trying to. We had goats, and I was working for pig ranchers and digging fence post holes all day and moving field pipe, and so you know. I'd worked in a print shop. I'd always been an artist. Somebody said, hey, can you do a sign? Oh, yeah, you know. And my first sign I did on uh, two old doors uh, for 20 bucks. And uh-huh. I think it costed me 18 bucks to do them or something. <laughs> buy, buy the paint and everything. Okay. But, uh, 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 well, you know, we just had to move. Uh, trouble with the neighbors, trouble with our lifestyle we weren't making any money there was no food we're 22 miles out of dirt road you know uh-huh. and uh, so we said oh hell we, we just landed in san francisco at three in the morning on a greyhound bus with a backpack and uh first thing i i i did was uh pulled some paint out of a dumpster and painted a sign for this mystery bookstore or something <laughs> so awesome so yeah. when was that what year was that 
a winter of 1978. Okay. I ostensibly came down to check out this, uh, like, uh, spiritual teacher. Uh Uh-huh. And, and that actually became the, the reason. But I, I think we just needed to get out of where we were for <laughs> a number of uh, reasons our audience doesn't need to know about. <laughs> I sense contraband was in the mix. <laughs> in, in, in some way or another. You know. Okay. So, and then how did you, um, like, so for anyone listening, uh, I call it a compound. I don't know how else to describe it, but you've got this setup. Which amazes me that in San Francisco that you, you've been able to maintain this for so long, but yeah. you've got a bunch of shipping containers that you've kind of turned into this little complex where you work and live and all that. Yeah. Well, you know, it's just I'm very, very lucky. Um, uh, San Francisco extremely difficult town to to make it in. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been there for 25 years. I painted a sign for my now landlord. And I noticed he had a big empty lot behind his warehouse, you know, that was all fenced in. And after I painted the sign, I said, you know, have you ever considered renting out a, a where I could like put a trailer back there and run my paint some signs? And he goes, um, huh, well, uh, let me think about it. So about a week later, he goes, hey, um, yeah, you want to do that? And But you can't live there. I said, oh, no, 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 no. So. Immediately, I started living there. I'd sneak out every morning. And years later, he forgot he ever even said that because I'd been there forever. So, uh, But um, I got um, a couple semi-trailers and some other. Everything's on wheels, which allows me to be in, in a legal loophole. Being a sole proprietor of a business, being needed to be security guard for my own business, uh, you, they don't. Inc- nobody can really live in a trailer in the city. There's no more. There's only one trailer court, and it's for like football fans who come in in the big uh-huh. RVs, and it's a couple hundred bucks a night. You You're know, like the original tiny house guy. Because it's yeah, on I, wheels, they can't mess with you. <laughs> actually, yeah, that that paid off when I told you the 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 various agencies started looking at me. They kept thinking this whole thing's illegal. They said, "I said, no, it's not. I didn't really. I knew it wasn't, but um, <laughs> you didn't know where." <laughs> finally, the the building department guy. They 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 kept sicking other people on me, and he came over. He's this old Irish guy, and he goes, "Oh, oh, oh what you mean? Everything's on wheels?" <laughs> I go, "Yeah, they're all registered." He goes, oh, "I don't care about that. Everything on wheels. Well, what the f- am I doing here?" <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Now you're. Your space, that area, that was only, I don't know, what was like, like three or four blocks from where my studio was? Yeah. Yeah, so that, that was, a, that was a, a nice thing for me. I, when I was um, interviewing Josh Luke, who was part of the New Bohemia guys, um, that was a, a nice thing for me because I was still kind of self-contained. I didn't really know how other sign painters might interact. So I was kind of like hanging my head, you know. Oh God, I wish I'd have found you years before. We were right down the street. I never, I think I saw your name on a sign somewhere, and I said, "Who's Star?" Ah. Somebody, you know. So anyway, I, yeah, we were we were just blocks away. Yeah, and then you know, and then when we started talking, I thought we really hit it off. And mm-hmm. um, I remember the one time I still remember this because I thought it was so cool. I, I was over at your place. And uh, some friend of yours comes in in this old beat up Mercedes that they were running on um, on uh, like the the French fry grease from McDonald's or something. So like the whole area smelled like French fries. Yeah, I was like that's pretty cool. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I couldn't be in the city without that place. Yeah, I would have been gone years ago. it's continuing to be a challenge. I mean, uh, everything's expensive, and uh, my work's fine. I didn't keep up with the computer from the beginning. I, I thought I would totally blow it off, which is now, of course, impossible. Um, so I got a pretty cool website, but I have I have to uh, get a search engine optimizer to help uh, me out. There you no, go. It doesn't come up, but... Uh, You're right there in Silicon Valley. I'm sure you can find somebody. Oh, sure. 
It'll work out. Maybe one of our listeners will want to do you a salad and hook you up. There we go. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'll do you right. There you but, go. Uh, you know, I, I get business word of mouth. I still put out my cards everywhere and talk to everybody. And uh, if I'm busy, then I'm not thinking about, you know, I'm, I had a really good summer. Uh, last summer, we were rolling. Good deal. A lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. See, when I was in that space, that's when we shared the wall with the show Mythbusters. And they were always blowing stuff up. And that was a little unsettling. But the reason that we decided to go ahead and, and make the move was twofold one um the uh where we were living the the guy that owned the house for like 20 30 years he died he was over in the east bay mm-hmm. and it, it all got tangled up with the city and everything so that was part of it because we knew we had to change our living situation and then um the other part of it was one of our biggest customers at the time he's the one who helped us find that space and he was an interior designer and they were making furniture and doing all sorts of stuff and um they i think the city wanted that area you know to start developing and so they kept sending in fire department and all these inspectors to everybody down there and um so they sent in uh this one inspector from the fire department and he tells the customer of mine he says you got to have this certain type of dust collection system. And he's like, well, I've got this dust collection system. He's like, no, 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 you got to have this one. So he goes out and he spends like 25 grand and gets all this stuff installed. Guy comes back out like a month later and starts writing tickets. And he's like, what's up? And he's like, well, you installed that system, but you need to also have X, Y, Z. So they, they were obviously forcing him out. So he got up and moved to Houston. Right, right, yeah, yeah. And so we were looking at that and looking at having to figure out our living situation. We were just like, you know, my my wife's family at the time was in Southern California up in Big Bear in the mountains, and we're like, well, let's just go down there. That's what we did. Sure, yeah. But, yeah, that's a tough, tough city to make it in, man. I mean, you know, so many people I knew didn't have their own place. You know, you'd have... Mm-hmm. multiple couples or people just you know going yeah. in together on the cheapest apartment type place they could find you have like eight people living in there and mm-hmm. it's tough yeah yeah well you can make some money there that's the thing but uh, it looks like you're going great guns out there yeah this has been a good move for us you know there's um there's been a lot of work here and people seem to to dig the old time beat up style that i do which worked out okay yeah yeah but uh you know now like like i told you you know we're just trying to live at a pace that's sane where you can actually sit down and read a book and oh god think about more important things and pursue things that uh have more spiritual depth than just making money well, you know, I, I don't know if when I, uh, I did I have my a little place out in Nevada when I knew you? You did. And, and at the time, we were really connecting because you had goats. Right. And um, I had goats in the past, and that's something I still have fond memories of. So I've, I've, It's funny because I've kind of got this, the, the guy who sponsors the show, the Full City Rooster guy, yeah, uh, he's a goat fanatic too. So it's like I've got this weird pocket of, of goat people that yeah. I connect with it's around. Sun painters with links to box cars, goats, <laughs> trailers. <laughs> yes, very strange. But yeah, you had that property. Do you still have that? Yeah, um, and I got like seven trailers out there now. I'm making a covered wagon train, you know, like okay. a circle. And uh, I've been getting some good work out there. Um, okay. I did uh, last summer, the summer before, I did the uh, MISPA. was a, a famous hotel from 1900. And uh, Jack Dempsey was the bouncer and Wyatt Earp was the bartender. And uh, I, I stalked these clients because I really wanted to paint their three-story wall with you know it was a bill uh the sign went back to god knows when okay um maybe been repainted in the 60s and um so i got that job i did the whole thing myself i set up the whole swing stage and went up and down the wall like a spider you know and uh so i had a lot of fun with that when was that when did you do that uh i think the summer before last oh that's recent then yeah. Okay. And uh, so I get a few things out there. Um, 
And uh, somebody calling you, huh? So yeah, somebody calling me about a wall job, but I'll talk to him <laughs> later. <laughs> Money can wait. This is fun. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, so I did the the Central Nevada Museum, and now I got something going. A, a real rich guy's putting together a, the antique uh, bullfrog railroad line that was out there back in the in the days, rebuilding the whole roundhouse, and he bought the very hundred-year-old boxcar so I'm gonna be repainting them with the logos on them and I did the steam engine and uh, yeah I get get some fun stuff out there you know hey good deal good deal yeah we're in this old train station here oh yeah yeah I meant to ask you yeah and that's really cool we got similar setup the train museums next door to us oh I love trains yeah and they they've got their the somebody from the train world is out there working on some of the rails right now but they trains coming in and out of here you know every day multiple trains so you ever get a chance to paint trains uh i i did i got to work on um the for the western pacific train museum um that red river rail i did a, a they they restored a locomotive and I got to do all the numbers plates and the logo plates and all that and then um I don't know if you can you probably can't see because of the glare but it's kind of a glare yeah Yeah. right behind me there's um they've got five or six um antique cars Mm. out there and they're gonna redo the caboose this year and um they want us to repaint the the logos and numbers on that Sure. I saw, you know, I, I did a train car out here for, up, up in Sebastopol for these rich winery owners, and uh-huh. it was a Pullman car. Okay. And they use it for weddings and stuff, but the interior, original interior, beautifully hand-painted. The, the curved ceiling, you know, is uh-huh. covered with uh, floral stuff in gold and beautiful. Oh, yeah. Those were works of art. Oh, man. Yeah, beautiful. That's stuff. what I, you know, we all live to do those kind of jobs. Uh-huh. So. Yeah, that uh, that guy Tom out in Ireland. I don't know if you've heard that episode yet, but I was talking to him because he grew up. Um, his parents uh, and grandparents, and I think their grandparents, um, uh, operated pub in uh-huh. Cork, Ireland. And so he grew up around that. So a big part of his business is he does a lot of pubs and. I'm like just drooling, like, oh my gosh, that's that sure. would be such a great, you know, thing to pull. You're Irish, in. right? Uh, yeah, ha- I'm 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 half Scotch Irish and I'm half Ukrainian, so like I'm I'm doomed as far as you know alcohol goes. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's a weird mix, but um, yeah, that's it. Yeah, well, maybe you can get out there and work on some pubs or something. Oh, that'd be awesome. I've never been overseas. Have you been overseas? I've never been anywhere. I went no? to Tijuana or uh, Ensenada, man. Yeah, <laughs> same here. I've I've been bored like border towns Mexico and border towns Canada, and that's it. Yeah, well, I read, I, heard, I read books though, so that helps. You write books. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's true. Author. Yeah. yeah I don't you know. Working on any new novels or? You know, I I I was asked that recently by a friend of mine as well, and it it's just so time consuming. Yes, it is, man. And, and and it's focus consuming, and I don't know if I have either enough to do it again. Uh, yeah, you know, it's funny. I I haven't been. I, I aspired to write a novel, and I, I did some poetry, which is not coming out of me these days. So. Yeah, I've got your book of poetry, which uh, I've enjoyed reading. Thank you. Not yeah, that many people probably know that you have that well, in your past. You'd be surprised. I. Uh, more than more than two people I've talked to <laughs> know about your book, right? Oh, really? Oh, I heard about that, or I read that. It was great. Did they look depressed? Because ah, <laughs> I think it had that effect. Hanging on by a thread. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it was a very cathartic thing to do because I, I wrote about real-life experiences that I'd gone through, but oh. I, I kind of... Uh, I, I kind of feel like I, I don't think I could do that again. Uh-huh. And well, I don't even know if I'd have the drive to. I mean, I, I kind of, in a way, weird way, feel like this is an extension of that, you know, mm-hmm. because it's a, it gives me a little bit of a forum to shoot my mouth off and get my yeah, opinions Yeah, I feel sorry out. for the people listening to us. We're talking about everything except signs. But. <laughs> you know, but that that's uh, specifically when I started this podcast thing, 
that that's the thing I I really wanted. You know, I mean, in in the process, we end up talking about science and business a little bit. But you know, I I I think it's much more compelling to get to like what makes sign painters tick. Mm-hmm. You know, and where they're coming from. You know, intellectually, mm-hmm. psychologically. You know, like what what drives them as a creative person as opposed to just. You know, I, I think it would be very boring if you and I were just sitting here talking about the, like the latest change to one shot's formula or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, which now that it's, that's come you know, up, are, you're in California. Are you seeing a difference with that? We're hating it. Is it really? Well, the black is. is Sometimes you open up a can, it's like jelly. And then recently, my friend had an experience. Now get this: one shot, you write cover everything. He put. He, he, he went up on a wall that had just been painted with semi-gloss acrylic. Okay. And he painted the letters black with one shot right out of the can, and they all rolled back like it was on silicone or something. We couldn't believe it. They, wow. Uh, he had to redo the whole thing. I mean, I go, what? How can this be? And this is the new, like, California formula that they started? Oh, well, I guess it is. Wow. I guess it is. I, I talked to the guy who took over one shot, Matthews okay. Paint, the president, yes. when they first did that. Uh, you know, I, I kind of said, hey, you know, is there some real person? I, I'm, I'm, I'm a CEO, I said. I, I, <laughs> I talked to, you know, so amazingly, I actually talked to the guy himself. And uh, I don't know, man. I, I, I almost wondered if they were, uh, it was going to be their, their, lost leader for their taxes or something to just ruin one shot i i I just it i I mean we still use it you want to use it for lettering but i've taken to using acrylic on walls with the exception of the letters there's just no comparison acrylics much easier to work with of course clean up i'm in the same boat i'm using exterior house paint acrylics Mm -hmm. and you know especially like down here we have extreme sun exposure and heat exposure and it holds up so much better. Now, I, I still have a huge selection of one shot that I use on other stuff, sure, but sure. you know, I, I haven't come across the um, new formula stuff yet, um, but I'm, I'm kind of nervously awaiting hearing, like, like what you're saying, that scares the crap out of well, me. And then the other new thing is uh, some of the colors like white, maroon, gold, and, and I think it's moving on into their other color line uh, no longer reduces with lacquer thinner. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it, you know, because I, I use paint thinner, of course, to clean them up at right. initially, but I used to use lacquer thinner because they cake up. You just throw it in for a day or two and clean yeah. it. And then it dries real fast, too. It doesn't, doesn't mix anymore. It's like, uh, yeah, so something, I don't understand the chemistry, but... Uh, yeah. But anyway, the acrylics, you know, you, you still like to use the one shot for lettering, of course. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. You know something, if, if I can, you're talking about this guy in Ireland. Could I mention someone's name who's in the sign world? Or Absolutely, that's what this is all about. I met her on Facebook. Okay, Sarah Harvey. Oh, yeah, she's an upcoming oh. interview. Oh. That, she's doing awesome stuff, those old gypsy trail caravans. Did you interview her? Yeah, I've got it set up. I talked to her the other day. Oh, excellent. So you haven't, that hasn't come out yet. No, no, we haven't done the interview yet, but she's on, uh, the, she's and, on the list. Well, you know, I actually considering uh, doing a, a, <laughs> a work study thing. I mean, I, would, I was even considering flying to England. She said I could come visit. Uh-huh. And I just want to see that. I love gypsy trailers. Yeah, no, super cool. Well, and she I does love what she hundreds. Doing. I mean, the real thing, man, her work is just uh exquisite you know yeah yeah no i i follow her on facebook and um yeah i've i've been impressed with that for a while it's so cool all all you listeners out there check out sarah harvey paint your wagon paint your wagon that's right yeah you you remembered that because that's that's her (laughs) facebook thing right on well cool i'm glad you brought her up because um you know i think that's uh uh, like are are you familiar with the filetiato guys down in south america Buenos oh, Aires, yeah. right? You know, I love those little pockets of, you know, sign painting that they're like doing their own complete awesome off the hook stuff, like the the gypsy caravans, the filetiato guys. You know that that's just so cool. Uh, John Lennig 
Did you ever meet John when he came to visit in San Francisco when he was in our studio? I don't remember him. Hmm. John Lennig. Yeah, he was in the movie. Um, uh, <coughs> yeah, he he's they he was ta- they were talking to him in front of my truck. Um, kind of a bald looking guy. Now I'm remembering. Yeah. Yeah, he's been sign painter for fifty something years. Sure. Um, but uh, he came down to uh, our studio there around the corner from you and um, was trying to help me learn some things with gold leaf that had eluded me for years. Oh, wow. Um, and uh, just a great guy. We, you know, Kaylee and I totally hit it off with him. And um, that's, that's what led to uh, inviting him down to our studio in Big Bear when they were coming to film. Mm-hmm. Um, I invited a handful of guys. Uh, Derek McDonald came down. I know him. He's a good guy. Him yeah. and uh, Ina. Yeah. Yeah. And so we, we got a small group of guys together and did a little mini letterhead meet for when they were yeah. shooting. Yeah. 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 So, but um, yeah, he's the one who turned me on to the Filatiato guys. And uh, he had gone down to Buenos Aires and worked with some of these guys. You know, mm-hmm. he took like a really long vacation, I think, and just kind of worked alongside him. Uh, and he was uh, telling me that like they're so poor and things are so hard to get down there that a lot of them were like making their own brushes and uh, they were making their own pounce patterns by um, taking a thumbtack and poking holes in a piece of paper and Uh like really old school but just amazing stuff oh yeah it's just beautiful you know I I looked at uh, some of the sign painter things like I thought to myself I mean it's all nice we all do nice stuff but uh, those guys from South America the Filetiato what you're talking about Every time I see one of their things, I go, "Oh no, this I truly admire." This yeah, is no, it's off the hook. I like to do, you know. Yeah, that. Well, uh, the one guy I think his name's Genovese. Uh, that sounds familiar. Yeah, there's a couple of guys that are kind of iconic with all that. But um, mm-hmm. for our listeners, uh, yeah, look it up. Filetiado, F-I-L-E-T-A-D-O. I think. Uh-huh. Beautiful. Uh, Incredible Baroque floral. Yeah, and and that three-dimensional shading, and it's Uh just gorgeous. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. I I invented the pounce pattern myself, too, before I knew there was such a thing. I used to use a razor blade and cut little slits. Uh (laughs) I didn't know about the powder, though. I used to go through it with a pencil and mark it on the wall you know whatever yeah i was talking to this guy um he was uh used to be up in new york and there's uh this one thing on the building that they would repaint every so many years and he was telling me that they would uh duct tape visqueen plastic over it right and they would do what you're saying they would cut slats in it you know with a razor Mm -hmm. and then they would pull it off they would paint the wall white again and then when they put it back up, they'd go up with like a Sharpie or whatever, and they'd mark those slats, and they that way the, the graphic was always the same each year, or each time they redid it. Oh, right, right. Yeah, uh-huh. I thought that was pretty fascinating. I yeah. think um, they do a similar thing when they, when they do the really big graphics on football fields, too. I think Mike Meyer was the one telling me about that a while back. No? Yeah, they do do huge layouts on the plastic, and then they drop it down on the the grass, and then oh. uh, I think with spray paint or whatever, they go ahead and mark where the ticks are. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. You know, I did. I got to do a couple of basketball courts recently. Okay. Um, not for the actual competition where the teams work, but for the Warriors and the uh, uh, Sacramento Kings. They they sponsored some stuff in in real rough neighborhoods okay. giving professional courts for the kids so i had some fun uh, working with the people that lay out those basketball courts too and we did the you know logos in there what kind of paint would you use on a floor like that they specified i wanted to use one shot but they specified a, their own acrylic which was mixed with some kind of grit so <laughs> uh, okay it slowed me down quite a bit to yeah. two or three four coats you know but <laughs> cursing the whole way <laughs> oh yeah working my knee pads and uh but it was a lot of fun they let us go up show up and live in the trailer while we were working and stuff and uh, there's those trailers again yeah <laughs> yeah you know norma jean down there in texas uh 
she called me up one day. Goes, Bob, you want to do a job in Texas? I go, yeah. And uh, it didn't ever did happen, but it was for this trailer court where they rent out all the trailers like hotel rooms. We were going to paint each trailer up like uh, East Indian, you know, okay, Paisleys or whatever. Right and, up your alley. That would have been a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She's gonna gonna be on the show too. Did Did you know her when she was in San Francisco? Norma Jean and I are dear friends. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, we, I, we partied and worked together, and uh, okay, good deal. And and main, renewed our friendship fifteen years later on a clean and sober basis, and uh, <laughs> she's uh, very happy and doing some wonderful stuff. Yeah, um, I, I'm looking forward to interviewing her. We, we've talked a little bit, you know, through emails, social media, and that kind of stuff. I think we've talked once or twice on the phone. But How close it, is Denison to Austin? It's a ways. It's um, it's probably close to the distance uh, between San Francisco and L.A. Uh-huh. I, I think it's probably six, seven hours from here. Mm. I think I, I think L.A. to San Francisco is about eight, right? Mm. It depends how fast you drive. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so uh, I'm also going to be talking to Gary Martin. Good, he's yeah. He's down in Austin. He's he's one of my sign hero guys. Oh yeah, he's incredible. Yeah. So what's new on the horizon for you? What you got coming up that that you are uh, doing or want to do, or where are you going from here? Um. You know, like I say, I mean, sometimes I, <laughs> strangely enough, my girlfriend and me went to the beach the other night at night just to watch the waves. And I was sitting behind the windshield, of course, watching the waves. And I, I didn't expect it out of nowhere. This feeling came like, God, I wish I lived in a car again. <laughs> you know, probably not that many people come to that uh, realization. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> well, getting to, you know, I mean. I could almost feel it, like, because I used to live in my car when I, and I, it was so easy, you know? Yeah. It just crawl in the back. You know, I had a whole mattress in the back with my dog. And Did you do that together. in the city, in San Francisco? Well, yeah, uh, for, yeah, I've lived in many cars. And, uh, <laughs> how did you get away with it? I, I, I read this book about this college student, um, <laughs> that lived in his van. And oh. it was pretty fascinating because he goes into detail of like how he made it work. You know, for, I think he did it for a couple of years so he could pay his schooling off. Like, how? Sure. how did, what's the what's the realities of that? Well, I mean, it's forget it nowadays. But uh, when I first came to San Francisco, I mean, I've lived I've lived in cars m many times in my life. I love it. I I, I could turn almost any car into a nice little room in a few hours. You know, you cut the Throw out the back seat, cut away the metal that holds it up, and put a full mattress going into the trunk, and put a curtain across the the front seat. You know, and um, well, I, I, a lot of people. Um, I don't know if it was jealousy or that there were many problem people, addiction, and and people who make a mess. Uh -huh. But it's it's a big illegal thing. When I first came to San Francisco. Uh, you know, sometime a police officer knock on the door, say, hey, you know, somebody complained. They, you're not really supposed to be doing this. Why don't you go down to the beach? So down at the beach, there's people living there for months at a time and uh, with clotheslines between their vans and watching television together. <laughs> and, uh, I had a, a beautiful uh, hippie van. It, it was an old metro and uh, with insulated walls and a steel door that closed that little wood stove in there and a separate battery system television and uh you know they're wonderful I, I never bothered anybody you know and i could listen to the waves all night and i get up before dawn and walk down the beach and uh i i, I missed it suddenly and, and along with that more more like what we're talking about i, I kind of just I, I i would almost you know feel a reminiscence i want to i want to go back i wish i could just walk down the street and, and be painting little window signs and yeah and I don't, give me a hundred bucks i'll do something nice you know and yeah it's just um i'm wasting more and more time emailing and yeah. all this regulations and people uh, so specific about what they need but uh forget all that um i'm happy i'm, I'm hoping this vintage postcard thing comes through at the shopping mall that would be a lot of fun um um, 
I'm, I'm gradually working toward uh, wanting to use sign painting techniques to branch off into my own decorative art thing, okay. whether, um, whether making signs that, um, uh, that uh, create their own market, like signs that people would want to buy. I think probably a terrible idea because the art shows like that we were in, I sure didn't make any money on any of them. Um, <laughs> well, the galleries definitely take a cut. <laughs> uh, yeah, and um, once again, people admire it, but who wants to pay for that, what it would really take, uh, I mean, uh, the work that we'd love to do. Um, yeah. But I'm doing a few art things. I'm doing a series of um, uh, Ace of Spades, you know. It's going to be, I'm going to get five of them done, call it the cheater's hand, like, you know, all Ace of Spades from different decks um, because the Ace of Spades is usually the most elaborate card in the deck and some of them are really beautiful. Like I did the one from Bee Cards with the Beehive and uh, some of them have like the Virgin Mary or the uh, different different images I'm working with um, and creating them in 3D and, and painting them real beautiful. And yeah, Are uh, you doing that on, on like MDO plywood or how do you make it? Yeah, deal with one shot. You know the whole. Uh, so that um, um, I, I'm uh, wall jobs is mostly what I'm loving to do. But um, I haven't really uh, sign painting's been bread and butter for me, and I do love it. And um, it's just I've never gone as far as I could have. As far as I didn't uh, become much of a logo designer, I. I it's just more practical for me, like, please tell me what you want. That way you can't complain about it. <laughs> I know you're going to pay for it. You know, I, I offer suggestions, but uh, I pretty much just need the money. You know, I, if a job comes along, I, I do a lot of work that's not particularly uh, interesting. Uh-huh. I like climbing around on the equipment. and Yeah, and, I remember when we first met, um, you pointed out, all these different buildings in the nearby neighborhoods you're like i painted that i painted oh, that yeah. i painted that it's it kind of cool because you're obviously proud of it oh yeah i love it you know i i noticed um on a recent post you did that uh was that like slovenia hall or something that's right is that the one just up the hill from whole foods right there yes oh, yeah. yeah i used to turn around in their parking lot whenever i go to whole foods sure <laughs> sure yeah they've been there forever um yeah, so I, I do in anything that comes along, and um, you know we're pretty much uh, the computer does windows, magnetics, trucks. I mean, once in a while, I, I did a long run of uh, fleets of Irish movers. Mm -hmm. That was a lot of fun doing their great big trucks with the the big uh, handles that twist on the pole for the doors and going all around that, and uh, uh -huh. um, you know show cards are pretty much of a, a thing for an art show now but people are doing them we got some this one lady in san francisco here young and and really good she's doing a whole funny thing if you get a chance to check it out uh annika leidenberg okay she she did um, a bunch of show card shows and they're going over really good like um funny stuff you know like pickup lines like uh my love for sale you know okay. your clothes 100 percent off uh, okay yeah you know, on and on and uh, so, yeah. We, you know, a lot of a lot of young people around here learning the trade and doing some really nice work and excited about it and loving letters and uh, and stuff. Yeah, really seeing a resurgence. So it's kind mm -hmm. kind of a a neat thing to see something that I think a lot of us thought we were the last of the Mohicans. Sure. Yeah. Well, you know. Uh, that's true. I, I, I keep thinking uh, to take the time. I want to photograph just uh, some of the stuff around town. It's almost, I'm, I'm seeing now everything's computer done and it's it's starting to look so alike that you see some of these signs people are just painting um, uh, and, and they're very, uh, very poor by sign painting standards, but yeah. As a sign, they're coming across great, almost freehand stuff, but with outlines and pictures. And uh, you're driving down the street, and it really gets your attention. You know, if you follow the basics with uh, sticking to the point, signages, so you can recognize the the main and subliminal messages. Right, right. And uh, they're 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 actually, I I think, 
better than what I'm seeing most of around. Uh, because uh, the eye, the public eye is always looking for something new, you know. I mean, yeah. we're about advertising. We're trying to make money for people that are have businesses. And uh, I'm feeling like uh, <laughs> what I'm seeing around uh, some of these, and I know they're not expensive signs. They're almost just knock them out on the spot, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see where it goes from here. Yes, it will. Well, I really want to thank you for doing this because um you you when i first conceptualized putting this together you were one of the first people i'm like i gotta talk to bob oh man it's good to see you and uh talk to you i, I wish we I, I could talk we could talk for days you know yeah uh, if i ever get out to texas i'll definitely s- stop in on you absolutely mm-hmm. take you out for some barbecue although i think you're probably vegetarian right yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'll get you some barbecued vegetables. How's that? That sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks. And, hey, Sean. Uh, thanks so much, man. And everybody that's listening, I'm sorry we didn't get to talk to uh about signs, but that's all right. What are you talking about? It's all we talked about. <laughs> well, thanks again to Bob for spending some time and uh, talking. I always get a kick out of talking to him and probably talk to him for four hours. Um, also wanted to thank all of you that are listening. I've been getting a lot of emails and messages through our Instagram and Facebook, uh, people enjoying the show. Um, really kind of overwhelmed by the support. Uh, I really didn't think that there is going to be uh, as much enthusiasm for this as there seems to be, but it's, it's awesome and I, I really appreciate it. And, um, like to invite anybody that uh, is listening that enjoys it if uh, if you enjoy the show to take a second and review it on iTunes I've been told that uh, iTunes reviews are very important thing for staying visible in iTunes so if you like the show do us a solid and uh, and uh, give us some comments there and um, we will see you next week thanks a lot Today's episode of Coffee with a Sign Painter is brought to you by Full City Rooster Coffee Roasters in Dallas, Texas. Roasting distinctive coffees from around the world. Sean drinks Full City Rooster Coffee every day in the studio. You can order their coffee online at fullcityrooster.com. Coffee with a Sign Painter, hosted by Sean Starr. You can find all sorts of info about the show and sign painting, including previous episodes at our website, seanstarr.com. Coffee with a Sign Painter.